everybody. Welcome to our podcast. Dajahao, everyone. This week, we have a special guest on. It's a long-term friend of mine, Monisha. But before we get into our guest, let's have a quick catch-up. How's your week been, Cheryl? This week, it's been great. Like That didn't know... sound so great. You're like... Um, this week and, you, you know great. I was trying to think like I always say like oh it was terrible but you know actually I'm getting quite used to the workload I'm getting used to the new schedule so I'm actually quite happy I'm really content I, I at work I'm still feeling like I'm finding my feet but um I'm settling into my role uh the only thing I'm really sad about is that you're on maternity well you're on marriage leave so maternity yeah. leave after that so I won't have you at work anymore so that's going to be a big adjustment but for now I'm feeling happy I'm happy with and classes yeah that's good and and, and you... for anyone that is living in Taiwan that doesn't know if you get married here you get 10-day marriage leave and that doesn't include weekends so you also get that extra and then you get two months maternity leave so I'm taking my 10 days marriage leave as late as I possibly can and then I'll come back for a week at like nearly 37 weeks pregnant and then I'll have two months off um, maternity leave and then you go back to work after that yeah. so um, that's the rules yeah I'm good um baby was hurting me a bit yesterday like the the kicking and that now it's really not not enjoyable and it's just hard to stand up like to go from sitting to standing and sitting to standing it takes a lot of effort yeah <laughs> so, it's um... that last month of uncomfortable and I don't know I remember just feeling like I didn't have good range of movement. Yeah, not not the best. But today we do have a guest. So we're going to go over to that section right now. Quick intro. I am Monisha and I uh, was brought up in Taiwan and I've been living here for for as long as I can remember. So yeah. What age did you move local. here? I came here when I was about three. Oh, so young. Okay, yeah. yeah. I really thought you were born here. I was like, oh, I'm going to ask her, uh, like, being born here. And she was like, oh, no. No, it's it's pretty much, I mean, it, it's pretty much what I can remember since I was three. So it's it's kind of like being born here, but just with a teeny, beeny bit of memory. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think a really interesting topic for people to... <laughs> to learn about here in Taiwan, which um, it's it's kind of a, a unique experience to have is what mm -hmm. is it like growing up in Taiwan as a brown woman? Wow, that's a loaded question. That and is. Lot, yeah. Um, well, as a brown woman, it is difficult. I'm not going to say it's easy, uh, but in comparison to what it was, it's a little easier. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe it's become easier because I know the language. So yeah. it's easier for me to connect with people. Um, because I think like now Taiwan's gotten a lot better dealing much, with diversity. But much. when you were growing up, yeah, uh, like... it was really, really difficult because back in the day, as we all know, Taiwan is a little island and quite isolated mm -hmm. from the rest of the world, right? Yeah. So now take it back another 20, 30 years. Um, my age out here, but uh, it was very difficult. Like it was very different because a lot of people didn't travel. They didn't know a lot about um, other cultures, other skin tones, other races. Mm -hmm. So it was quite hard. 
yeah that must have been like a really difficult transition for your mom and dad to make yeah I think it was easier for my dad because it was it was a lot more difficult for my mom because as a housewife she wouldn't get out as much and her world was a lot smaller than my father's so Uh, for my father it was a lot easier because he was in the business um uh, sector so he used to meet a lot of people so he got a lot more exposure Mm-hmm. And so you know, the you, people that he was really yeah, yeah, did you guys move here because of your dad's work? My dad came here way before my mom and I did. And when he got here, he thought that Taiwan is a really great place. Um, he saw a lot of potential in it and he just thought, you know, it's definitely it's gonna be a better life for my wife and kids. So he made the decision of bringing my mom and, and me here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was a lot more difficult for me as a kid, yeah. um, surely because it, it was just with the kids. It was very hard to connect. And um, there was a lot of racism going on, but I don't think they were aware of it. Yeah. So like to go through that was a lot more harder than it is now in comparison. I think there's a lot of racism that still is very apparent in Taiwan but some of it comes from like ignorance more than it does like malicious intent no I think it comes out of curiosity but it just comes out in the wrong way it just rubs a person the wrong way because I don't think uh the local people over here think before they ask the question of how Mm -hmm. it might come across to another person Mm -hmm. and they're just curious and they just they don't think before they open their mouth it just comes out and you're like okay, that's a bit personal or that's a bit, you know, it, you, yeah. you, you get a, a bit taken back. But yeah. I don't think it does come out of, like Kat, you said, um, I don't think it comes out of, like, malicious intent or anything. Yeah. It, yeah. Is, it is a lot of ignorance, yeah. Not the same way, like, when we view racism in, like, England or America or Canada or all around the world. It's Racism is racism at the end of the day, right? Yeah. That, that's, just, that's just fact. But there, I, I feel like there are different types of racism, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not an expert in the area. And I, I feel like as the white woman talking on it, um, a lot of people might have an issue with that, you know. Um, what, I, you don't know what you're talking about and stuff like basically, that. Basically, yeah. Yeah, basically, right. Yeah. But just from what I've, I've seen and just, I mean, looking at the camera now, we have such a diverse group of people just now talking like we have your very obvious Caucasian white girl. We have a mixed Asian woman, um, yeah. half Taiwanese, half German. And then we have an Indian woman that grew up in yeah. Taiwan. We've yeah. all got such different experiences of living Definitely. in Taiwan. And Definitely. if anything, you and Cheryl have more of a similar experience than I would ever be able to even relate to. Like I know, Cheryl has some struggles with like finding jobs and work and things like that, right? But did that's you, because... did you have a, did you have an issue, Cheryl? Yes, only because I look Asian. So I have a lot of yeah. parents that are like, "Are you sure she can speak English?" I don't feel like she is a proper foreigner, and I'm like, just because. Okay, yes, I got some blonde highlights now, but I was like, just because yeah. I don't look your typical, you know, foreigner doesn't mean that I don't, yeah. I can't teach English. It's I was like, you know, you get people who are German, they blonde hair, blue eyed, but their English is not good, and I have a lot of yeah and I have a lot of moms and dads like oh I want someone that looks like them or like him or her and I get really upset because I just feel like why would you look at someone and think they're not good enough to teach your child so I have that issue 
I think it's because, first of all, uh, they are very quick to judge mm. and they are very quick to put people in a certain bracket. Yes. Um, so when they think about like English, they think about native speakers and to them, native speakers are, sorry for the lack of a better word, white people. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So the whole blonde hair, blonde hair, blue eye image. And yes. they don't understand that in teaching, there's a lot more that goes on than just looking the part. Yeah, you know, you actually more. have to teach, you have to know your techniques and know um, the kids and things like that. So, but I do think that's changing though. Yes. And yeah. it's not getting that better. department. Yeah. In that department, I got quite lucky because yeah. I've, I've been teaching for like 22 years now. And somehow, luckily, I never had that problem. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think because in comparison to maybe you, I look more foreign. Yes. It could be that. And it could be I didn't have the typical Indian accent that they expect me to yeah, have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Right. And also, so, if I may, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, because, you know, yeah. the world is very PC right now. We have to be careful right. what we say, right? But you're um, not a dark People will get offended. You just say what you want to say. It's yeah, fine. right. Like, yeah. But you're not a dark-skinned Indian either. No. No, but I also have to add something. I feel like in Taiwan, they don't really know, they can't tell apart Indian from Filipino from because I get like at school, they they ask me all the time. Like I was telling Kat the other day, they were like, Teacher, teacher, where are you from? And I was like, If you can guess it, I'll give you two English cards, you know, like I make a joke out of it, like I'll reward you. And I was like, You'll never be able to guess. Yeah, and they like named the first place they named. They're like, "You're from India," and I was like, "Oh, really? You think I look Indian? Thank you." <laughs> right. And then, and Kat was like, "What? They thought you looked Indian?" And I was like, "You know, I just feel like I get that so no, often." Cheryl, here. wait, Sh- yeah, Cheryl, wait. Cheryl was like, "I mean, I can see it," and I was like, "Cheryl, I was like, you do look Indian." <laughs> I was, so, I was, I was like, like, "Just give that to me, okay?" India, and think yeah. of you. You look completely oh, different. And then I told, like, I was like, no, I think that, I was like, I look like her. And she was like, no, you do not. I was like, I know. I, but I was like, I feel like they don't know. Like they were saying all no. these things like, okay, Italy. Okay, Spain. Okay, Filipino. And I was like, okay, I've, I realize I've gotten, now. You I've guys. Asian. I've gotten um, English actually. And then I've gotten American. But I don't think, again, it's not about how you look. It's about how you sound. Yeah. So they uh-huh. kind of think, like, okay, because you sound more, if, if I use it more, if I have more American accent, then they automatically, their brain goes American. American, right? yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then but, I got Indonesian and I was like, Indonesian, okay. But that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. I do think it would be interesting to know how your journey, if your journey would have been different, if your accent was thicker and if your skin was darker. I think that would have been a whole different battle and not a mm-hmm. good one. Mm-hmm. A hard one. Yeah. And I think now it's gotten a lot better because India has really put itself on the map at the moment. We're winning Mm -hmm. in many areas and they automatically like their thought now towards Indians before it was like darker skin, curry and all of that. Right. So they have these um, stereotypical uh, thoughts about India. But now it's more your math must be good or you must be good in IT. And I'm like, none of those. But yeah, you know, but I think that's a stereotype. A stereotype for most Asians, though, right? The yeah. math, yeah, yeah, math, engineering. I, horrible, though. No, I'm I'm terrible with math, but I'm good with money, so that's okay. I guess it's kind of. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm good with money, but I'm not good with math. Right. I mean, if, yeah. everyone at work knows. I'm like everyone. Every time we have to add something, like don't ask Cheryl. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, bad Asian. I'm the same. No. <laughs> I'm the either. same. 
I'm no, actually I need to get my calculator money. I'm also good yeah. with money, but not with maths. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. So, that works. That works for all of us. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to your upbringing, um, can yeah. I I careful to mention names exactly of like schools yeah. and things like that? Because you know, yeah. Can oh you yes, yes. Give us a little bit of background. I already told Cheryl which school you went to, so she knows the name. It's yes. an international school. That's all we're going to yeah. say. Um, and there's a couple in Taiwan, so we're not saying anyone in particular. Could you give right. us a little bit of like? Um, background on that because I think if any parents are listening and we've got yeah. a lot of new mums listening recently and pregnant women listening I think it will so, be a good experience for them to know what it was like for a foreigner to go to an international school here but did you always Expen go to international uh yes uh yes. very expensive and my parents yeah. very early on they they kind of had that in their mind that a just because of the fact that I'm I'm going to be brought up here. I would learn the Chinese language anyway. I would yeah. pick it up. But then they were afraid that because it's 90% Chinese, like it's it's spoken island-wide, they were very afraid that I wouldn't be able to pick up the English part. So they were very clear about wanting to send me to an English-speaking school. Because you speak Hindi at home, right? Uh, Hindi and Sindhi and um, English as well, actually. Yeah. Like, most of India, which they don't know, we speak English at home. Mm -hmm. It may be in a different accent, but English is not new to us. It's one of our languages, too. Yeah. Right. So, um, but yeah, over here, they were very scared that because English wasn't as spoken over here, I wouldn't pick it up the right way. So we went to, uh, early on, I went to a Catholic international school. Mm -hmm. That really helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I grew up here with the culture over here, and then I had my Indian culture, but I also got the American education. So I could I could relate to lots of people and instantly connect with the world outside, even though I was on and off. That's yeah. what I was about to ask, your friendship circle. Did you feel like that you were bullied at school, or did you have a great time making friends at those schools? I had a hard time, really hard time making friends at the Catholic school because 98% of the population was all locals. And I think they got a lot of the kids, their kids, right? I can't blame them, but they got a lot of information or a lack of information from their parents. Right. And like I said, back in the day, people didn't really travel. So they had nothing. And all they could do is, because for them, it was fair, the fairer, the the skin the better you are the higher you are and yeah. the darker your skin is the lower you are that it's, oh. it's a very basic um thinking on their part and even though yes i am fair in comparison to other uh, other indians or but there are many that are way more fair than me but to them i was the darker one so i was mm -hmm. treated as the equivalent of a black girl basically yeah and so you had a lot of indian friends right at the american school you had kind of like a group i a melting pot of friends they came from korea they came from japan yeah. they, they were indians you know indians that were here along with me with their parents and mm -hmm. family um so it got a lot better when i went to the american school but then there was a very different kind of bullying there they had the international kids right kids who came in from america and stuff like that and then they, i was looked down because i'm the local oh so it was wow. yeah. interesting yeah it's, yeah Wait, it's so different. Like I would not have, have thought of that. Wait, so they, they were international. How, wait, so they didn't have family living here. 
Or did they come well, with their family? They came with their family, but then they were very proud of the fact that they were coming in from abroad. Yeah, so, so that, it, was, that was a different it, one. It's almost that feeling of not knowing where you belong, isn't it? Because you're not a local and you're not treated like a local. No. But then from the outsiders, the international students coming in, they're treating you like a local. Like a local. And you're just so, in this like limbo of like, yeah. who am I? Where do I, I belong? Don't, I don't belong anywhere. Like when I go to India, they spot me right away that you're not yeah. a local. Right. And, and then voice and your voice spotted right away that I'm I, I'm not a local. And yeah. then when I go to the international school, I am a local because I don't look the same. I don't I don't I don't wear the same clothes. I'm not you know, I'm not wearing the same lip glosses and things like that. So mm-hmm. it was very different. How does that make yeah. you feel? How did that make you feel like not being able to fit in any like, you know, anywhere that you were going to? It played a massive role in not having an identity as a kid at first, and I struggled with it. But then the same things that I struggle with later on now have become my strength, right? So the fact that, you know, I have that many cultures in me, I am not just an Indian, I am a global citizen. Yeah. Right. And that is how yeah. I placed myself that no matter how many years I'm here, I've accepted the fact that I'll always be a foreigner. But mm. then when I do meet my local friends, they do treat me like I'm one of their own. And then when I do go to India, when I meet my friends, there's a lot of culture that is very similar. And I understand that. So I belong there as well. And now when I meet my international friends, I can hold a conversation. I know about it because A, I also uh, studied abroad as well. Right. And then I also had diversity within my friend circle. So Mm -hmm. it just easier. Because you studied in England, right? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Was that the first time maybe you felt a little bit more accepted because England is so diverse with Indians. I blended for the first time. Yeah. And I felt like I wasn't stared at and it was a very weird feeling and I understood everything that was going around me, but in a very different language, but it's a language that I was very comfortable with. Ah. And uh, yeah, not that I'm not comfortable with Mandarin. It's just, it gave me a sense of I, weirdness of being home in my yeah. own comfort, like finally in my own comfort, finally in my own skin. And I was just a regular person walking on the streets of London. Like there was no, oh, I'm Indian or or I'm different. It was just, yeah. oh, you're one of the many, we've got so many over here, you know? So yeah. it was yeah. just, you know, just yeah. go, even yeah. just going to the corner shop and stuff, I could see people of my own culture, of my own race, like, you know, selling me a chocolate bar. So it was yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was wonderful. So for anyone that doesn't know, in England, a lot of Indians will own obviously Indian restaurants, but um, corner shops and things like that as well. Yeah. So yeah. you would just be a not you're just an English person over there as far yes. as they're concerned. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. They'll be the same if you go to South Africa. I can understand from your point of view, like how not being able to fit in anywhere and feeling really lost like that's what I've struggled with as a teenager because I was just you know I had black friends that were mixed and they would be like I am I'm black they would consider themselves black then we have you know our mixed race people and they were mixed with a lot like Asian white black and you know they were their own race and then 
we'd have me and then I'd like in in South Africa I'm considered Chinese from China they don't see they don't know about Taiwanese or like you know they just think all Asians are the same but then I'd come to Taiwan and people stare at me and be like oh you look different and like well but you don't look different so you know I know that feeling of a sense of belonging and I only had that when I grew older like as an adult I've I had that as a child. I, was I very think lost. that comes from the fact that as we grow older, we gain emotional maturity as well. Yeah. And we understand yeah. the world around us better. Yeah. Um, and in fact, you know what you're talking about, just the fact that you're saying like, you know, you look Asian and stuff in India, like East Indians, they look like Chinese. Mm, and yes. I have been, I yes, have looked yes. up, like I, when I went to India, I'm guilty of, you know, thinking that that person was Chinese and Hindi is coming out of their mouth. I'm like, oh shit. it's very diverse like it's there's so many people out there there's so many individuals there's so many cultures going on and you just you need to educate yourself you know it's it's really that simple and I think Taiwan's getting better for that um I think it is becoming more diverse because I live in Dam Shui and it's not that diverse here and then I go to like Ugul where Colin's family is and Monisha's dropped me off in an Airbnb there. And she's like, where are we? Like yeah. literally in the middle of nowhere. So I, I'm not. I was, okay, don't, 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 don't get me wrong. But when I go there, I'm like, okay, I need to get out of here. Like this is, <laughs> I need more lights around where I am. So yeah, like, yeah, it is. It is like, every, every two minutes. It so. is a bit weird like that. And it is very, um, mafia i don't know if i can say mm, that but yeah, 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 yeah it's very mafia run um but uh, special people around colin's bringing <laughs> me some water now and i was just talking to monisha about Ugul, babe and monisha was just like i need to get out of here <laughs> <laughs> need more street lights yeah so i'm used to being around uh lots of taiwanese people and not many foreigners and then when i do come into taipei to like do stuff i i'm i'm turning into someone that stares i'm like oh a foreigner oh a foreigner. Yeah. oh this yeah. and i'm like oh because i don't see it as often you know right. um but yeah. it is it does seem like it's getting more diverse which is great and more open-minded and we're the gay capital of asia you know okay well, i think we'll leave it there bye, bye.